This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 1602, Love versus Attachment, by Tanya Lester of tanyalester.com. Hello, everybody. Thanks for being here once again. I'm your host and narrator, Greg Audino. Happy to be reading to you from another great article that is all about relationships, as I do every single day, including weekends and holidays. This time, we'll be hearing from a brand new author, which is always something to celebrate. Let's welcome Tanya Lester as we give her work the floor now and optimize your life. Love versus Attachment by Tanya Lester of tanyalester.com Advice columns are rife with examples of people who tolerate seemingly intolerable relationships. Many seem to follow a formula. He does, name terrible thing, but we really love each other and we want to make it work. This isn't love. This is an unhealthy attachment. The word attachment comes from the old French word attaché, meaning to fix or to fasten. Emotionally, when we fall in love, we fix on another person, and separating or unfastening from them feels terrible. Yet sometimes, breaking the attachment is what we need to do to be happy and healthy. Unhealthy attachments are based in fear, not emotional generosity. You know the relationship is not good, but you feel helpless to change it. You can see that the relationship doesn't bring out the best in yourself or the other person, but leaving feels terrifying. Unhealthily attached relationships are like two people who are suctioned together. The people around you might clearly see that you're trapped, but the suction seemingly won't budge. Attachment occurs in any relationship of some length where there is an intensity of feeling and where our emotional needs are, at least for a short time, met. In terms of our survival as a species, it's more important that we stay with the tribe for safety and stay with a partner to procreate than to make sure that we are respected and walk away from relationships that are hurting us. In a healthy relationship, the attachment created during the euphoric first stages of romantic love encourages us to stay and build a life with the love object even after the dizzying feelings have subsided. In this type of relationship, love deepens into interdependence where we can meet our own needs, but we are also able to turn to a loving partner for support and reciprocate that loving support. An unhealthy relationship creates a trauma bond instead of interdependence. A trauma bond occurs when a person relies on an abuser to get their emotional needs met. The abuse itself creates the emotional needs that the abuser soothes, perpetuating the cycle of abuse. Trauma bonding is common in domestic violence, child abuse, Stockholm Syndrome, cults, and toxic work environments. Although the classic definition of trauma bonding includes one clear victim and one clear abuser, 
There are also instances where each partner takes turns in each role. In high-conflict couples, it can be hard to determine who is causing more damage to whom. In Tennessee Williams' famous play, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, a married couple, George and Martha, attack each other, each verbal blow more incisive than the last. As audience members, we're meant to understand that deep down, they really love each other. But do they? Or can they simply not leave? Trauma bonds masquerade as love, but they are not the same thing. In any relationship where you feel victimized but also in love, a trauma bond has likely formed. An argument between people who love each other might be painful and upsetting, but it's not a scorched-earth situation where the participants limp away battered and broken. If you regularly have fights where vicious things are said, it doesn't mean much to say later that you didn't really mean them. If you said it, no matter how upset you were, some part of you meant it. The only other explanation is that you are just aiming to cause pain. Either way, this is not how a loving person acts, even when upset. Here's a classic example of a trauma bond masquerading as love. Catherine and Jacob were scheduled to meet me for couples therapy. The day of the first appointment came, and Jacob refused to get out of bed for the midday appointment. So, Catherine showed up at my office alone, and decided to do individual therapy instead. Catherine complained that Jacob slept all day, and then went out all night, not telling Catherine who he was with or where he was going. When Catherine asked, he would blow up at her for micromanaging him and treating him like a child. For her part, Catherine was secretive, hiding packages, lying about who she was with, and even stopping taking birth control when she knew Jacob didn't want a child. Catherine described their marriage as hours-long screaming matches, alternated by peaceful periods where they pretended nothing had happened. She insisted that sometimes things were good between them, and if only Jacob changed, the relationship would be perfect. One day, I asked Catherine, If I were to watch a movie of you and Jacob interacting on an average day, what would I think was going on? She thought about it and said, Some days, we would seem completely in love. Other days, you would think that we hated each other. Emotionally mature people who love each other do not behave like they hate each other. They might need some time apart. They might feel like they don't like each other very much at particular moments, but they don't act hatefully. Love sometimes involves seeing each other at our worst, in sickness and in health, for richer or poorer, etc. But it does not mean bringing out the worst in each other. Are you in a trauma bond with your partner, your family members, or a friend? Here are some signs you might be trauma bonded as opposed to in love. 1. People who love you worry about your relationship. 2. You know you aren't happy, but it feels too difficult, scary, or sad to leave. Three. You or your partner, family member, or friend say that this is the worst relationship they've ever had. Yet, you stay together. There are certain relationships we are encouraged to stay in almost no matter what. It's very hard for people who have not experienced abuse or neglect to understand why anyone would estrange themselves from their parents, for example. But as adults, we get to choose who we stay in relationships with, even if they gave birth to us. Love is active and actionable. If someone says they love you, but acts in a cruel or demeaning manner, what does love even mean? What does it matter if someone loves you if their daily actions tell a different story? Finding the love in your relationship shouldn't be like searching for a needle in the haystack. It should be the whole haystack. You just listened to the post titled, Love vs. Attachment, 
by Tanya Lester of tanyalester.com. And thanks a lot to Tanya, who is an LCSW, or Licensed Clinical Social Worker, practicing in Brooklyn, New York. Really great article from Tanya today, full of a lot of great information. And I enjoyed that last thought in particular, you know, instilling the idea that love is active and actionable. This is an idea that really holds true in so many ways, and sometimes can be a great way to remind our partners of love even when we have hit a rough patch. For example, even if there's been a disagreement or tension for some reason, we can still choose love by making our partner's favorite breakfast the next morning, or helping them on a project that we told them we would help them out with. You know, sometimes if we don't have the words quite yet, keeping loving actions like these consistent can really remind you of the foundation that's there and keep you turning towards your partner until you're able to verbally work through your differences. And note that not only is this the opposite of cruel or demeaning actions like Tanya mentioned, but it's also the opposite of actions like indifference or a lack of action, if you will, you know, sort of coasting through and not being fully present with your partner, even if you aren't being cruel. This is not healthy either, though for people who have been in and around groups with more volatility, it could feel that way. So some things to think about as we wrap up today and thank Tanya once again for her work and for joining our list of authors. I hope you've enjoyed this article as much as I did, and I hope to see you again tomorrow for another one. That's where your optimal life awaits.